think my, my, my biggest thing too is people always, they get identity mixed up with sexuality. Identity and sexuality is two different things. Right. You know, you know, and that that's what I that's something that I, I always have to kind of explain to people too because I've had you know even people in the LGBTQ plus community oh like I didn't think about it like damn like yeah I mean just because this guy goes from female to male does not mean he's going to date a woman why because identity and sexuality is two different things. Hi everyone, I'm Caroline. Welcome to the Trans Narrative Podcast. Today we are joined by Cynthia Grace as our co-host along with Ocean Kane. And as our guest co-host today, we welcome back Salamander Brandy. And our guest today is Ico Finesse, all the way from South Carolina. I'm super excited to have all of you here together. And with that being said, how are you doing, Cynthia? Oh, your favorite bad girl's doing good. Just how can we say this? Trying to stay, um, uh, how do I put this? Uh, not caught by certain law enforcement agencies, but otherwise I'm doing good. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a scary world out there now for us. And Ocean Kane, hi, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining us last minute. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here, of course. So glad to have you here. And Salamander Brandy, it's so good to have you here as well with us. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you, you, look- Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. It's so good to have you. Uh, and Aiko, Aiko, it's so good to have you finally here. We were going to meet up last year, but it actually it never happened. So I'm really glad to finally have you here with us on the show. Yes, I'm grateful to be here. I appreciate it. Yes, so glad. You're from one of my, uh, I like the ocean of South Carolina, so... Yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say what well, I was gonna say South Carolina is one of my favorite states, but it's it's just the ocean part that I like. Just the, yeah. <laughs> very much a select part. That's the only part I like. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh Folly Beach, if you're familiar with that part of uh Charleston. That's Charleston, yeah. I love Charleston. And I'm actually actually I'm right near Hilton Head Island now. That's where my wife is from. So we close to the water right now. <laughs> I can see the smile and joy on your face of living next to the ocean. It's, I can, I can just, it's the best. So free. It is. It's absolutely the best place to be. So, uh, before we get started, Ico, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I was born and raised um, in a small town called New Bear, South Carolina. Um, I grew up, uh, I went through a lot growing up as a kid. Um, I, I battled with identity a lot. Um, very confused, you know. Um, I've always been into the arts of, of writing, of course, um, poetry, and I found myself DJing um, about 10 years ago, and I feel like the rest is history. Um, I stepped into my transition around 32, um, and it's just really that moment of it took losing a very close friend of mine that died at a young age. And for me, it was just realizing that I could be in this box and I'm not walking in my truth. I'm not happy with what I see in the mirror. Um, so I started my transition and the rest is just really history. I've just been taking off ever since then. Uh, what is your, how has your transition like impacted, um, like when it comes to like your your uh your lyrics and your music. Um. So since transitioning, I haven't really wrote like I used to. Um. I actually ended up writing one song. Um. Since transitioning, and it talked about transition, but also grieving because I lost my mom as soon as I started. 
Um, so that was my outlet for it. Um, just really getting it out because, you know, we can sit and we can talk to a therapist or, you know, we can sit and talk to family and friends, but from you music, like when I'm really, really feeling it is my biggest outlet, um, when it comes to writing. But yeah, that's pretty much the only song that I actually put out, um, since transitioning. Um, I mostly DJ so much now and it's like, I, I'm not going to say that I gave up on music, but it's not as, it's not as a big thing as it was when I first started doing it. I always come back to it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's why when I when I wrote that song, um, when it came to me, I knew it was because it was so much on my heart. I was going through so much mental mentally at the same time that I was able to write that because that's mostly where a lot of my music came from and it comes from. Like I really have to really be going through it to actually sit down and be like, you know what, I want to put this on, you know, I want to put this on the song. I want to record this just to get it off my chest. So I knew that that's how heavy it was on me for me to actually sit down and wrote a song because I hadn't wrote a song in like maybe four years before transitions. So you DJ right now, right? Yes. What kind of like what kind of music do you DJ? Um, uh, really whatever they want. I'm mostly, of course, hip hop, R and B. Um, I like '90s R and B and hip hop. Um, I spin reggae. Um, I actually had a clientele where I couldn't play nothing but country and pop, and they loved it. <laughs> so whatever the customer wants i play it nice given your uh your ties to the queer community like how often do you would you say that you do that you um will dj in like queer oriented spaces depending on the promoter um that's actually where i first started i did a lot of you know lgbt um clubs or a lot of lgbt parties which i do most of a lot of those um in columbia i've done um I've DJ for Charlotte Pride. Um, so now I'm in those spaces a lot. I think the only time I'm not is when I'm more of like a wedding, which I've done LGBT weddings as well. But I, it's kind of back and forth. Um, I'm still going to do my LGBT parties regardless. So it's, it's pretty much a back and forth thing. So do you ever engage with people with the, you know, political spectrum, anything like that as well? Does that have any influence over your work? Um. Yeah. I have. Well, because like the reason why I ask because like, I feel like you know we're at a critical point right now in history and stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like get people involved as much as possible. And like, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I think it's about the art. You know, they 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 want to control how, what we think, what we see, you know, how we do things like right. that. And like, you know, I think the, uh, the music is a good way to fight back as well. You know? Oh yes. Oh yes. And it's, it's like, I don't know, like the whole situation is so much going on. It just makes you sit and wonder like, wow, like you, you would think that, you know, at one point when it was just, you know, coming out as being gay, you know, what we yeah. had to fight for, especially when it came to like same sex marriages and stuff like that, because I hadn't transitioned yet, you know, so I was, you know, caught up in that. Like, well, I mean, what if I want to get married, you know, to a woman like, you know, and they trying to stop it. And it's like now when you, you transition and it's like, like y'all really like, it just, it's like, it gets deeper. And it's like, oh, yeah. when I first started transitioning, I wouldn't even thought that, you know, we would be dealing with the stuff that as far as like, you know, when it comes to trying to change laws and stuff. And it's like, wow, like it just, sometimes it just put me at a speechless moment. Like, I don't even know what to say sometimes. Like, is this really the world right now? Like that yeah. it bothers people that much on what somebody is doing with their life. Like, we're not hurting well, nobody. We're not hurting well, as, nobody. As like, you, well, as you see in Tennessee, you know, in reality, they want 
probably a lot of times these folks want to come out the closet them damn selves, but they mad because yeah. they can't. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like shit. Did y'all yeah. see the thing yeah. about the lieutenant governor? Uh, like in oh movie yeah, Kansas, I see that. Now that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Delicious. I love how he's commenting. The comments he made. Right. No. It's like seriously. How the hell are you uh, not considered part of the LGBTQ community when you're commenting on someone who is completely naked and saying how great they looking? You can so thin. You can turn rain. You can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. I need. It's rain over here in Memphis. We need some thin booty over here. Damn it! If we could do all that, we need some booty. We need thin. We need a thin boy booty. To turn all this rain to sunshine, we make it bright up in here. And we about to do this parade regardless. Well, that's where we're headed to. Sarah can uh, help uh, with a certain uh, Instagrammer, you know, make things a little bit brighter. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. Bring that sunshine <laughs> around. <laughs> you said you're heading to a parade, Salamander. Yes, we're heading to a pride parade uh, uh, on Bill Street. Uh, I believe we're supposed to be helping Malfi, uh, uh uh, carry a uh, 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 flag down Bill Street. So really, uh, oh yes. So we're gonna try wow. to like we're uh, try to get down there and like uh, cause it's been nonstop. We're gonna still be in these folks' faces. Uh, try, you know, right now I'm trying to get my uh county commissioner to uh draft up uh not draft to pass an ordinance that I drafted up myself and like to uh fight back against these uh uh um pigs against people who like abuse trans women and shit. It's like I said, um on the twenty third before I was like uh arrested and stuff like yeah. that to March. Like uh you can miss your turn. Uh I had a sheriff deputy uh uh walk in on me and follow me into the women's bathroom and force the stall open like literally forced me to like pee in front of him. You know what oh, I'm saying? Nice. Yeah like nobody wanna do anything about it. So oh. I drafted up a, so I drafted up an ordinance to like Push it on local level. I try to think global, act local. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, you know, if, if, you know. I think this whole thing is decided by, by the laws. We need to change laws, however, however, and as best way we possibly can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because even, even with the bathroom, it's like, why would I go into a female's bathroom looking the way I look? Like, make it make sense. Like, make it make sense. Right. Like, like that, I, folks I, I, just want to control people, man. Like they can't be out, so they want to put everybody else in the closet. I'm tired of yeah. it. I'm tired of being quiet about it. Like, yeah. let's be real. It's like it's a spectrum. <laughs> it's not like a one on off on thing. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. just, and I and yeah. even like I I speak on it. Like you know, I will make comments, especially like on Instagram. And of course, I have people coming at me. You know, because I'm tired of reading the old. Like y'all are pushing it on our kids. How? How? We don't have kids. We won't. We don't have but kids. And two, who are the people? Y'all. It's like you. You. You want to blame it on the community, but you're not talking or going at the people who's actually writing it and 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 putting it in cartoons and and, and all this other stuff. Like to a certain extent, no, it shouldn't be in in a, in a cartoon. Like, come on, like, but, but don't. The thing, though, don't they put they push heterosexuality on kids in cartoons all the time. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like, like it's just people telling stories from their lives and perspectives. Yep. But yep. I feel like it's a whole gay erasure, erasure of light and colors and shit. Like they everything gotta be black or white. It's little, it's yeah. BS. It's BS. Yeah. 
Oh, come on. Admit something. I mean, if the world was just black and white, it'd be dull. It'd be boring. It would be pathetic. Okay. Because, and I've said this before to uh, people, it doesn't matter what culture, the best uh, artworks are the uh, ones that the masters have of their uh, craft have used the, a, a good blend of not only warm colors, but cool colors, as well as lights and shadows. Right. And their creations, and you can see it. And that's what I tell people. The, uh, when you remove, start removing colors from those paintings, you take away the meaning of that painting. Right. Right. Yeah, all the expressions, all the reds, the blushes, there's so many hues. And all the debates about yep, the color yellow. Well, it's so much you're just killing. Like yeah. you know, you're killing color, you're killing love, and killing light, man. I'm just like all those people who were the masters and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they weren't worried about somebody who, especially the fucking Romans, and you know what I'm saying? Like mm. they weren't worried about who's snipping who. They were exactly. out getting the best shot, the best articulation of the mode. Come on, just let's be real. Yeah, yeah. like we yeah. would have better things if people weren't so scared and frustrated about who's stiffing who, who's who's, who's stuffing who. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not yeah, because I, I would never understand that. You know, again, you know, people are worried about the wrong thing. Why should I care about what somebody's doing in their backyard? That's not my business. You know, and then, you know, this big talk about, you know, uh, them trying to stop um, minors from transitioning. Well, I'm trying to figure out which state y'all talking about, because I know the state of South Carolina, you can't medically transition until you're 18. For oh, that, would and then, that would be my and state. Then, and, then yeah. two, and then two, why should I worry about what somebody is doing with their child? That's their child. Right. That's their kid. I can't walk in somebody's house and tell them, oh, don't let your daughter do this or don't let your... That's their kid. And then two, y'all are so stuck on an age. I knew before 12 that I was not comfortable as a female. Stop thinking that kids don't have feelings. Stop thinking that kids they don't like, know they, what they, they want They think we're to. just automatons and shit. They thought yeah. kids think children like they're automatons, man. Like, they, they idealize childhood so much that it really yeah. uh, forgets about reality. They, and they try to stretch it out as long as possible. That's why you got these big-ass man babies, ch ch child adults. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people, yeah. like, stretch out this idea of childhood. In reality, man, shit, man, people are going to be like the rest of the community, man. People are going to be what's out there. You can't really separate with you can't separate the gay because the gay has always been part of the uh, uh, community you know what I'm saying the LGBT has always been there we've always been here uh, yeah mm -hmm. and I think my, my my biggest thing too is people always they get identity mixed up with sexuality identity and sexuality is two different things right you know you know and that that's what I that's something that I, I always have to kind of explain to people too because I've had you know even people in the LGBTQ Plus community. Oh, like I didn't think about it. Like, damn, like, yeah. I mean, just because this guy goes from female to male does not mean he's going to date a woman. Why? Because identity and sexuality is two different things. Right. It's two different things. So don't and I, and I hate and I've had people, you know, oh, well, you you can't, you know, don't. I'm not gonna be teaching my son and y'all to. You can't teach somebody what to identify as. That is a feeling. Right. I didn't grow up around no, anybody trans. I didn't grow up around nobody gay in my family. So, too, but look at sad. me. <laughs> you know, look at me. Mm. Look at me. You know, so mm. I just... Well, I got a couple um, questions. Uh, uh, 
Over my state, uh, we just recently passed a horrendous uh, anti-trans bill that basically forbids uh, children under the age of 18 to get any form of gender-forming care. And I just uh-huh. recently went on the news uh, yesterday, and I made uh-huh. the claim that the Republican Party is trying to eradicate us. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel that? They say that this is Um. What state are you in? Oh, I'm uh, I'm in a galaxy far, far away. We call it South Dakota. Oh, yeah, South Dakota. See, that's why I have to do my research because I'm, you know, when I heard it, I'm like, well, what state is allowing kids to transition under 18 medically? Um, you so, yeah, uh, the tenor stage two, uh, which is early onset puberty, uh, pubertal suppressants can absolutely be introduced. And that's okay. that was okay in like the country, and now many states are banning that as part of their gender affirming care bans. Um, but, okay. Um, there are some cert like you you can get uh, uh for trans men in some states, um, they can actually have top surgery, uh-huh. um, which is also being banned under gender affirming care. But because of the broad scope that gender affirming care falls under. Um, it actually bans other forms of care, like voice therapy, uh, and and just like the ability to actually get screened for gender dysphoria. Wow! Because gender affirming care is a very wide uh, scope of care. Is it tough, you know, following all of this stuff that's happening? I mean, because a lot of us, like, I consider myself, like, a trans activist. So, like, Mm -hmm. I am, like, every single day, like, I watch the transphobic videos just to be aware of, like, the rhetoric being pushed. And it's very, Mm -hmm. like, it's hard on the mind to do that. And and Ocean here engages a lot with, with people on TikTok debates which can be taxing on the mind as well. But it's important Mm -hmm. to do that. So is it, is that, you know, when you hear about these things, how does that make you feel? Just hearing that, like this overwhelming amount of like terror that's being pushed upon us. And I think that's why, you know, I kind of try to keep it to a certain extent just for my own mental. Um, So for, for me, it's just more of, um, my advocacy wise is more of, um, not only putting my story out there, but to, especially for my trans men, to help them feel important, help them be loved, and to, like, really have a brotherhood because a lot of them don't have the support like I have, you know. Um, a lot of them don't have parents that support them. So I think that's more my, of more where I come into play versus the political side and everything that's going on. Um now, when I am strolling Instagram or, you know, mostly Instagram and I see something that I don't like, I'm quick to say something. And of course, when I say something, I get the backlash. I get the, you know, I had, the, I think I responded to something last week. I got called, uh, um, what did that lady call me? I think it was, it was a lady or a guy. I got called a, a coward and I need to be locked up. And she called me something else. And I'm just like, bro, like, wow. So to, yeah. So to a certain, to a certain extent, I kind of dip in here and there, but to take my mental, I kind of, you know, I that's enough. Let me fall back and regroup, you know, to to protect my mental. Because I mean, people, especially on the internet, they can be dicks, you know. Um, and for me, it's more of a when I do share that, like prime example that what I just talked about on Instagram, I screenshotted it, 
and I shared it to my Facebook. And the reason why I shared it because even though I share my story, it's not always unicorns and rainbows. Transition ain't always unicorns and rainbows. There's an ugly side to it. And I if I have to show that side, I have to show you this is the 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 BS that comes with it. It's not just the, you know, the looks and I'm happy. It's not always that. And when I posted it, I had another trans guy come at me and like, well, you're feeding too much into it because I wouldn't even post it and you just dwell on, like, just move on. And I was like, I didn't share it to dwell on it. I, I too show this is what we deal with. Like, this this is the kind of stuff that we, we deal with on a regular basis, just waking up and being ourselves. This is what I want you to see. I'm not dwelling on it. But I want you to see, and I want other trans guys that's coming behind me that's, you know, starting out a couple of months, a year in, because I just hit three years, that even though people may come at you in this way, don't let it get to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only words. They can't harm you. If they saw you walking the street, they they don't know. They don't even know what you are. They see a man. You know, so don't let this kind of talk get into your head. Still wake up, be you. Still wake up and be yourself. You know, so. 100 when it comes to the political side of, of everything, you know, I'll chime in here and there, but I, I I take in as much as my mental can handle it, and then I'll fall back out. Where do you go when you fall back Self-care out Self-care is revolutionary. I'm sorry. Where do I go? Oh. Yeah, like, where do you go? Like, like where? what is your reprieve when um, when you need to take a step back from, from looking at that, at the, like, the political lens? Um, For me, I kind of just sit in my zone of music is my outlet. Like I love music. Just, just far from being a DJ, like music is just, it's, it's my, it's my coping mechanism. And for that, it's like, and I also, and I sit and I just think about how far I came, you know, and the trials that I went through to get to where I'm at. Um, because I have to keep, I have to keep me sane because, you know, people look up to me, you know, people look up to me that I didn't know or felt looked at me. So I got to stay strong, you know, and if I break, I show that breakage. I show the tears. Like I show the fear because, you know, we all, we, we can't be a hundred percent every day. Like I'm human, you know? So I like what you said there, Ike. you said, I heard you say a community of visibility. Uh-huh. Could you elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by that? Because for for me, as when I started, um, uh, the same guys would get posted, you know, and it's always the guys that quote unquote parentheses have the look, you know. People would think that as a trans man is oh we're all muscle and we're all, you know, facial hair and, and and all the surgery and it's not. It's so many of us out here that that's not all what we represent. A lot of us aren't the masculine bodies or we don't have the face full of hair. Some can't, you know, don't get top surgery or bottom surgery. And that's what I, I want to show that we're more than just that look. And a lot of guys don't or feel they don't get that opportunity or get that chance because they don't quote unquote have that look. So even with the trans threads, that's why I started. It's like, hey, I'm not going to go find the buffest you know, trans man or who has the most facial hair. All you have to do is send me your picture and I will post you, you know, because we, we, we all exist. We all have different looks. We all have different features. We all don't have that quote unquote, that look. So that's what I mean by bringing visibility across the border for all of us and just giving every man that chance to be seen. That's awesome. So what's that process like to, to get a calendar set up? How's that process going for you? It's a, 
It's a lot. Um, I actually tried it last year and a lot of things didn't come together and I had to kind of, you know, put it on the back burner. And um, I DJed for a um a nonprofit um trans ally um in Columbia, South Carolina. I DJed a banquet for them. Um, and they did uh it was trans awareness week. Um they, you know, did in memory of all the trans lives that's been lost um the far. And so my donation to them was like, hey, anytime y'all need a DJ for your event, because I love the work that y'all are doing because they're actually working on, you know, providing housing for trans youth that, you know, get kicked out of their homes and stuff like that. So I was like, my donation to you guys, anytime you need a DJ for an event, I would do it for free if I'm available. Um, so they, you know, follow my social media. And once they saw that, you know, the calendar didn't come through for me, you know, how I hoped, you know, uh, Tamara, which is the founder of, of the nonprofit, she said, Hey, like what's going on with the calendar? And I was like, yeah, you know, I tried it. It didn't go as I planned. So I'm, uh, you know, revisiting. She was like, no, like we, I need you to get this off the ground. Like I need to see this happening. I need to see you win. And I'm like, you know, okay. Um, so long story short, um, we set they set me up with a meeting with a photographer and they're actually going to sponsor me with the photographer. Um, so I've just picked my twelve, um, I think yesterday, um, and sent them to the photographer. So the process of it is it's a lot, but you know, to actually have somebody behind me and want to see the vision come true just as much as I want to see it come true. I think it's going to be successful um, because not only do I just want to put it out, I want to get it on shelves. I want to, you know, get it in stores. I want to be able to do this every year. And every year that I do it, I know it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and catch more attention. So that's the plan of it. But the process so far, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, but I'm maintaining and I feel like, you know, I've been seeing this vision since I started transitioning and I know God keeps showing it to me for a reason. So I know it's going to happen. So just trying to, you know, stay positive and, 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 and stay leveled and, and, and get it done. Hey, uh, cool question. Okay. You spoke mm -hmm. a little bit about the parents side of the community. Could you tell us a little bit more of your experience with the parents, uh, if anything that you, you know, any interaction with the parents, I know that can be difficult and stuff. Like, I had to break out a trans yeah. man from his own home because, like, his mom was, like, holding him prisoner because he got a haircut. So, that was, like, pretty oh, God. So, yeah, like, for real, for real. So, like, I know parents can be, like, pretty hectic yeah. sometimes. So, like, do you have any experiences in there? Um, for me, um, like I said, um, when I had my surgery back in June of 2019, my mom died August. So... Oh. Um, I was able to have that conversation with her, and at first she was like, "Oh, you know, I see it on TV. You know, I, I support you." And then, um, the last encounter that we had face to face, it was like, "Like, why would you do that to yourself?" You know, and we never talked about it again. And she didn't treat me any different. Um, I did learn that after the day after I buried her, um, a friend of hers was like. She, you know, she was like, I want to say something to you, but I want to wait till after the funeral and stuff like that. She's like, my, your mom told me that, you know, you had surgery. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she was like, well, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, we we had a talk. And I was like, okay. And she said, my mom is at words where it's not that I don't like it. It's just I'm older and I don't understand it. But I don't care what my child want to be. I don't care, you know, at the time if she wants to be a man, I don't care if she wants to be a woman, that's going to always be my child. And there's nothing that, you know, she can do that's going to make me stop loving her. And that was my closure. You know, that, that was my closure. Um, I felt, you know, I felt love because my mom never showed me different. Um, 
she was always supportive no matter what I wanted to do. You know, she was always that supportive parent, even if she didn't understand it. Um, and my father um, has always been in my life, you know, at a time when I was born and my mom, you know, she struggled with her alcohol addiction and she couldn't be a parent. And, you know, that my dad has always been there. I have always been a, a daddy's kid. Um, my dad, he's he's old school. So, you know, I've tried to talk to him when I before surgery. And he was like, you know, and I was telling him about the suicidal thoughts. He was like, hey, well, you know, you got to do stuff to keep your mind up. You know, just talking old school because that's how he was raised. But overall, my father treats me no different. You know, he's he's getting the pronoun together. He 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 is coming along. Um and for him, I yeah, I didn't change my name. My mom named me Ico Finesse, so I kept my name. I, I felt like you know, this is my purpose because my mom gave me one of the coolest names. So, you know, my, my name, the name issue is no issue because I didn't change it. But my father, he's he's just one of them parents like, hey, man, you grown. You do what you want to do. As long as you ain't out here hurting nobody to where I got to jump on you and out here doing crazy yeah. stuff, live your life. You know, so, yeah. you know, parents, wise, my parents, I'm, I'm grateful for them because, you know, I know people who have the, they have the opposite. Um, but far wise as yeah. my parents, I have not had no bad experience. You know, I still got a couple of family members still with the sheep that is getting on my nerves and I, I've had to back away from. But parent wise, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So you've had oh. this is so this is your birth. So this is your birth name, Ico. Yeah. Yes, that's my birth name. Oh my God. <laughs> so and that's and that's not traumatizing at all to have that name going forward in your transition? It's not because it's I feel like it's it's so different and you know people and i and i, I just think it's so funny because people be thinking oh it's a dj name or oh it's just a facebook name or you know how did you come up when people know that you know i'm trans how did you come up like oh i didn't i just feel like i it's a part of my mom you know oh my I, God. I feel it's a part of my mom and you know i tell people that you know god knows our life before we even put here right. he knows what's going to happen he's no he knows what you're going to go through he knows how you're going to leave like this is my purpose my mom gave me that name for a reason and Sorry. i just it's, it's different and i love it and, and it's crazy because i used to hate ico because people used to say it wrong but i was like it's different and it's so unique and it's just it's a part of me and i love it i mean even though being trans like yeah you know i'm a trans man but at the end of the day i knew what i was born that's gonna always be a part of me and i'm not ashamed of that you know, that's that's just a part of who Ico is. I wouldn't be a trans man if I wasn't female first, you know. So it's just a part of me. Things like that, they, it doesn't bother me at all. So something I always like to say, uh I was used to keep this on the low for people. Um just because Brandy gets to live, Brandon doesn't necessarily has to die, you know? So I feel right. that I feel that my mom really loved that name. And she had to fight to give me that name because my father stereotypical guy named all my uh kids, my kids. I gotta name them. So my mom really fought for it. Mm -hmm. So I never really got rid of it. Got rid of it. I just, you know, I feel you though. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it's just yeah. some names can't die. Sometimes you know. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I have a cousin like that. Her um she's actually male to female. And she was talking about, you know, her name and, you know, because they named her after her dad, I think. So we we kind of had that conversation, but of course she ended up changing it. But I just feel like it's, it's a part of me. Like, I would never be ashamed of it. You know, it's just, I'm Ico. So. How'd you pick your name? My mom found it. 
Oh, <laughs> my mom found my name on a movie called Kiss of Death. It's a Japanese movie. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, she got from the shampoo when it came out in the 80s. So, a shampoo <laughs> that's good. And I actually, <laughs> yeah, this is the shampoo and conditioner came out. It was finesse, and it's crazy because my initials is the same as my grandfather on my dad's side. His name was Alan Frank Herbert, and I'm Ico Finesse Herbert. So, so can I ask you a uh, do you mind if I, I rewind a little bit? to when yeah, you were sure. talking about this community of this visibility mm-hmm. uh and how you you feature people who put up, up um like images no matter like what stage of their transition no matter how they appear do you feel mm-hmm. like within the trans community in the world like around the trans community outside of the trans community that trans mm-hmm. men like lack visibility or like an appropriate amount of visibility i think they do um and and cuz i felt like that you know i'm like well when I do see, you know, projects or, you know, the threads, and I'm like, it's always the same guy. Some of them I actually follow on Instagram. It's like, it's always the same guy. So that's the reason why I started the trend that I started because, and it, and the I've had guys like, you know, man, bro, like, I appreciate, like, thank you so much for, you know, I never make these, you know what I'm saying? Just the, and I'm like, wow, like, really? Like, because you don't have the, I don't have a beard. I've been transitioning for three years and my facial hair just started coming. I, I feel like we do like visibility because I feel like they don't give a lot of guys a chance because they don't quote unquote have the look. And I, I just, because we all have to start, we all have to start from the beginning. You know, we don't automatically start on hormones and we got a beard in a month. Like we all start in that stage. And even on my blogs, when I post my videos and I when I'm speaking on hormones and I have to let guys know like everybody transition different like don't get discouraged because your body's not doing this or your body's not doing that when you want it to do it like let your body do what it needs to do don't rush the process you know so I, I feel like yeah we do look shit I still got my beard <laughs> well let me get it come over here <laughs> you feel that rock try- maybe you can have it. it go ahead Brandy before I started, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to interrupt, but please go ahead. But no, no, you can have this beard. It doesn't even grow all the way. I, none of the men's beards in my family grow all the way, so it's like a half moon beard. It's always a goatee, <laughs> like the Joe um, <laughs> Dirt. It just grows that way. So you can have it, baby. So there you go. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, a lot of a lot of trans people rush just? to try to get like as quick as possible through their transition. Do do you feel like trans people don't take their time enough? I do. Um, I do. And that, and it's, that's dangerous. You know, I've, I've seen, um, a guy, he got on hormones. He had his top surgery done. And like three or four months later, he was on the table getting something else done. And I'm like, bro, like you're not even giving your body time to heal. You know, and that's why I stress that so much. Like, I get it because when you first start off, it's exciting. You know, you, you're doing the shot and, you know, you, you're waiting for this to happen and waiting for that to happen. But it's like, it's it's your body. Like, give it time. Don't rush it because you rushing it, you can mess up something, you know. And I'm, I'm big on, you know, making sure guys get there. I go get my levels checked every six months because something can go wrong. You know, I've ran across guys that, you know, they had to come off TV because it was messing with their blood pressure. Or, you know, I got a friend now that it's something with his hemoglobin that he has to donate blood before he even gets testosterone. So it's like, stay on your monthly checkups because 
testosterone is a uh it's a it's a i think it's a narcotic um because even my doctor had control substance yeah control substance and even my doctor you know she schooled me when i first got on which is why i love my doctor so much because she has a lot of trans patients and she she really is on making sure your organs and everything is functioning like it's supposed to because you know she's like i don't want to poison your organs and i'm like dang you can do that you know, so, but yeah, I do feel like a lot of guys rush it because they ready for that look. They ready for the facial hair. They want the muscles. And it's like, it's, that's not how it works. You know, you have to really, um, when I tell people to also to look into your genetics, especially when it comes to facial hair. Cause like Brandy was saying, like, you know, with the hair, like my dad, my dad will be 60 in May and he has never, his beard will not grow. You know, so I knew that going into it, like, all right, Iko, you know, you already know what you did. And I'm split image of my father. When I say split image of that man, split image of him, especially since transitioning. Um, that, you know, I know, you know, the facial hair part, it may take some time because your pop's struggling. I got a baby brother. My brother's 31. And he he still, he we both have baby faces. It's just a genetic thing. But, um, yeah, I do try to stress <laughs> the guys that, hey, man, don't rush it. Like, you, you got to let your body do what it do. It you, can't, you can't rush a rose. Yes. Mm. I like that. I like that. Oh, I like that. I got to feel that caption. I like that. I like that. I like that. But yeah, I just, yeah they, they be so excited and I get it. it. It's an exciting journey because, you know, you you seeing that change and you, you ready to see that change, but you can't rush it. Like, I really didn't, I didn't notice my face start forming to maybe like, maybe like after nine or 10 months, I'm like, yo, like my face is like, like getting, you know, firmer, but yeah, I feel like guys, they do rush it. What is one way that you uh, often guide trans men that, that seek out advice for you? Um, One way I guide them, it, it really depends on the topic. Um, I, For one, I always, for one, I always start off as saying, especially when they're, they're starting off as congratulations. And I say congratulations because just realizing who you are and what you want to do and, you know, that's a big step, you know, that, that's a huge step. So I always say congratulations and to always, you got to have, to transition, I, I call it self-love because you have to love yourself enough to not care what nobody else think about you. Because when you love yourself that much, you, you, you're you not going to care what anybody has to say about you. So it really, that that's my main thing. Love yourself, you know, even when it comes to, you know, dealing with parents and, and dealing with family that don't want to accept it. I hate to say it, but, and you really have to give that I don't give a F attitude because you have to choose you. And I, I had to tell, you know, people when it came to like my family that, you know, I, I had some people that was kind of on the rocks about and it was like it was either save myself and love Ico or Ico was going to put Ico in a box. And y'all gonna I, it's either choose either you going to either you can sit and choose to accept who Ico is or you want to sit at my funeral because I didn't love myself enough to, to pick myself to love that's myself so because I'm so worried about that's... what you and everybody else going to think. Mm, there's so many so people that Yeah, that that's that's I think that's my main guidance. Like you got to love yourself. You're not hurting nobody. Mm -hmm. You just want to be happy. You want to look in the mirror and see you for who you who you feel in your mind and in your heart. So love yourself. It's okay to love yourself. Like life is too short not to love yourself. And it's like and... so many people die just not be able to do that or they become so hateful. And mm -hmm. then they gotta say, "Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them." And it, 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 don't care. They don't care about you, so they want you in the box. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't, you gotta fuck, say, "Fuck them." 
Yeah. But yeah, love yourself. Self love, man. And and it took, and like I was saying in the beginning, it took, you know, my best friend dying at 31 due to health complications. Like that was my best friend of 12 years. She didn't get to live her life. And I'm standing here looking at her like, yo, I'll be 32 in like a month. And I could be in this box and I ain't even happy with my life right now. And I know why I'm not happy, but I'm sitting here worried about what everybody else going to think. That's, that's not love. Like you, you don't, you ain't loving yourself because you putting everybody before you. So that, that's my main God is like, you got to love yourself. Each week on the Trans Narrative Podcast, we want to highlight a piece of the bigger stories that impact our lives, the laws and attitudes and cultures that can help or hinder us as transgender people in the United States. The stories that cisgender people want to tell for us or about us are going to be missing in critical details. They won't help us to clear up our perspective. We want to show how we've struggled, how we are struggling, and also how we will overcome. Hello, my badass boys and badass babes. It's your favorite bad girl, the Black Hills, Virgo the Vixen, a.k.a. Cynthia Grace. And today on Capturing the Narrative, Guess what that means? It's just, you know what it means. It's drag story time with your favorite bad girl of Black Hills. So gather around my little badass boys and badass babes for today. The Vixen has a lovely tale. And today's tale comes from us from the place called National Harbor, Maryland. Now, why am I choosing this place? Well, let me tell you why. This week, or I should say last week, the Republicans decided to meet there for their annual convention, and their annual convention was called CPAC. For those of you who don't know what CPAC stands for, let me tell you, in my opinion, this is what CPAC stands for, the Center of Perverts and Criminals. Yes, you heard what I said. In my opinion, CPAC stands for the Center of Perverts and Criminals. Now, People ask, well, why would you say that? Well, let me tell you why, because of some of their headliners. The first one is an, a retired NRT salesman by the name of Donald Trump, who's in charge of a criminal organization. Yes, Donald Trump is in charge of the Trump organization that was recently convicted of tax fraud. And also, he is a pervert. Why do I say that? from a certain Access Hollywood tape that said you should grab win by the meow. All right, so another one of their speakers is Steve Bannon. And this guy was convicted for stealing people's money on the uh, Build the Wall project and was pardoned by the former NRT salesman, Donald Trump. Another one of the speakers is a, in my opinion, a wannabe hoe by the name of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She dresses like a cheap prostitute in expensive clothing, okay? Just keep that in mind. Then another one of the speakers there was Matt Gates. Well, if you want, in my opinion, if you need to know anything about underage sex trafficking, talk to Matt Gates. He was investigated for it. Unfortunately, was not charged, but was investigated. And then finally, one of the last speakers that was at CPAC that I, uh, let me see, how can I say this politely? 
was a Lauren pervert. Oh, I'm sorry, Lauren pervert. Okay, who is this woman? She's from Colorado. She herself has a few minor records, and her husband was convicted for waving his little freak flag in front of some teenage girls. So let's just keep you in mind of who some of their major speakers were. But anyways, I want to focus in on one particular um, speaker who got a lot of headlines. His name was, oh yes, Michael Knowles. Now, who is Michael Knowles, you'll ask? Well, he's a writer for um, a paper called The Daily Wire, all right? Now, let me tell you something about who owns The Daily Wire. His name is Ben Shapiro, all right? Ben Shapiro is known for being hating trans individuals big time, all right? And let me just give you a little bit of background on Ben Shapiro. He is really a little angry Republican, all right? Just keep in mind, this is the guy who said, if your wife ever has a wet-ass meow, it's a medical condition and they should seek help. And please keep in mind, his wife's a doctor. All right, anyways, let's get back to what Michael Knowles said. And I want to make sure that you understand the severity of what this little troll said. Now, this is what he was referring to when he was talking about transgenderism. I want to read you his quote. If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of, of of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole ideology at every level. All right. So let me break down, in my opinion, what this guy was saying. All right. Let's look at the word eradicate. It is defined as to destroy or completely put an end to. All right, I don't know about you, but when someone says we need to eradicate transgenderism at every level, we should be definitely afraid because that to me means to wipe us out. Now, the question is, why do they want to try to wipe us out? I think we need to look at that a little bit more. Okay, do they fear us? I think they do, and here's why. I think they have repressed sexual issues, and they fantasize about people like us because, let's face it, Uh, Some of us look better and dress better than they do, especially their women. I mean, let's face it. We know how to apply makeup. Our makeup does not look like a box of crayons exploded and gang raped our faces. And that's what it comes out to. I think they have a sexual, um, you know, how can I say this? A unnatural sexual desire in their opinion. And they're afraid to explore it. So they come up with these nasty thoughts and nasty feelings about getting, um, I can say get rid of us, but here's the thing though. No one has gone and called this guy out publicly. All right. Now, is Mr. Knowles a doctor or does he have like a training in medical? No. Let me tell you what his training is in. He has a bachelor's degree in history and Italian literature. All right. So does this guy have any clue medically? No. Does he have any clue what it means to be a trans woman psychologically or a trans male? No, he doesn't. So he has no clue what it means to be a trans individual. And uh, so he's mouthing off about things that he doesn't know what he's talking about, just like every other Republican. So my badass boys and badass babes, I guess today's lesson on capturing the narrative is when a bunch of 
small penis Republicans and a bunch of female Republicans who don't know what orgasm is get together. They come up some, with some really crazy ideas because let's face it, they're all repressed and they need to express this repressive uh, urges in a very violent and ugly manner. Well, anyways, my badass boys, that's capturing the this week. Please stay safe. And remember, who's your vixen in? Bye-bye. So personally, mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the statement of like loving myself, like I found that there was an exact moment where I could say those words and really mean them. Do you have mm -hmm. a moment where you truly looked at yourself and you were able to say, I love you and actually mean it? Yes. Honestly, since, since transitioning, it's all the time. Like I even have moments where I can just be sitting here like, ah, oh, like I go, like you really did that. Like, boy, you know, getting up looking in the mirror, like I love me because I were for me, I remember at a time, even as a kid, you know, I got bullied a lot. I got teased, like, you know, for being too dark, or I got picked on about my hair and to the point like I hated looking at myself. I hated myself. Like I really didn't like looking at the mirror and I didn't like, you know, when certain body parts start coming, it's like, ew. You know what I'm saying? And I think for me, I didn't love myself so much to the point I was trying to get it out of other people. Like I, I stayed in those relationships that I didn't need to be in because I need somebody to love Ico. Like I, I don't love myself. I need somebody to do it for me. So now it's so, it's so easy now for me now. It's like, yo, like, and I'll tell anybody, like, my peace is more important than any relationship. My peace is more important than anybody walking this earth. Like, if you can't bring me peace, if you can't bring me what I fought so hard to get to for these past couple of years, I don't need you. It's so easy for me to walk away from relationships. It's so easy for me to walk away from friendships. And it's like, because I know how far I've came to get here to grab this peace. Like, a lot of people can't walk this earth and say, I have peace walking this earth. It's always, oh, you you at peace when you die. No, you can find peace on earth. Mm. Totally. They try to make it seem like you can have only have heaven when you die. You can, we can have these things you while we're here and now. There's no need to wait any longer. We don't need to abuse one another. Like, if we right. just, just, yeah, 100, I feel you. And I feel like that peace comes from self-love. Cause when you when you love yourself enough, you love yourself enough to you love yourself enough to know what you deserve. And if you love yourself to know, I don't deserve the way you're talking to me. I don't deserve the way I don't I don't deserve the way you're treating me. I love myself enough to be by myself. I love myself enough to be my own friend. Like I don't have to deal with that, you know. And uh, and when I really grasped that, that's where really honestly when I met my wife. You know, because I like, you know, you you acting like this, you treat me like I ain't gotta put up with this, walk away, walk away, walk away. Until it's just you're you're not finna interrupt my peace. Like me and my I got family now that I had to walk away from and I'm fine with it. So you're I'm, really I'm how how did you how did you meet your uh, your partner? Oh, that story is crazy. I actually met my wife five years ago. One time, and the crazy thing, I actually DJ her wedding, right? <laughs> what? So what happened? Yeah, I DJ my wife's oh, wedding. I had, I had never. That was the. 
I DJ my wife's with the ex. The ex is the actually the one that booked me that I knew from like in the clubs and stuff. But we was not friends or we never hung out or nothing like that. She just followed my social media, so I DJ her wedding. I met my wife that one time. She came up introduced herself. You know, you know, you killing this. I was like, you know, congratulations. Thank you for having me. And it's like when she walked up to me, like her vibes, like she just seemed like a cool person. And it's crazy because when I DJ her wedding, her first wedding, I was supposed to get married that May to somebody. But I ended up calling off my engagement because I found out that my ex-fiance was having an affair on me. And so, you know, we stood and I was like, yeah, you know, I was supposed to get married in May, you know, find out my ex was cheating on me. She's like, oh, like, I hate that. Like, I made, I hate that, you know, didn't work out for you, da 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 whatever. That was it. I never seen her again. Never. She reached out to me one time because um, when she saw that my mom had passed away, she followed my Snapchat, I think. She found out my mom, and I still did not know her name. And she reached out. She was like, you know, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. If you need anything from us, you know, reach out. We here. Cool. And I was like, you know, I appreciate it. So after I buried my mom, I gave everybody, well, I gave a couple of people shout outs. And she was the only client, like, from a business standpoint that reached out and sent her condolences. And so she took a picture with me at her wedding and still did not know her name. I posted her on my social media and I was like, thank you so much. You reached out to me. You didn't have to do that. You didn't know me from a can of paint. I appreciate it. And so I didn't, I never heard from her again. Like she would like say something on my snap here and there, but she never like came at me disrespectfully or, or none of that form. And then for a while I didn't see her anymore. And I'm like, I wonder what my, whatever her name is. I was going by her Snapchat name. I knew that wasn't her name, but I wasn't seeing her on my social media anymore. And I didn't think no more of it. So at the end of last year, not last year, the year before, I was in my dating phase and I was just over it. Like I was dating and it wasn't working. And I was like, I'm done. Like love is not for me. You know, people was like, oh, you trans, you're not going to find nobody want to be true. And I'm like, they probably right. You know, like I'm done. I'm done. And so I was, I was at home one day and my, she hit my snap. And I was like, hey, stranger, like, I ain't, I ain't heard from you in a while. Like, what's going on? And she was like, bro, I'm getting a divorce. And I'm like, no, like, what happened? And so we continued to just talk through Snap. And I'm like, yo, like, you know, don't let that discourage you. Like, I'm sorry it didn't work out. You know, just really trying to be a friend. And that's when I learned that the ex-wife didn't want her being my friend because I gave her a shout out for sending her condolences. And I was like, are you serious? I was wondering why you deleted me, but I didn't, you know, I'm not going to hit you up and be like, oh, why you deleting me on social media? Like, I didn't think no more of it. But, you know, clearly the ex had an issue with me being her friend or whatever. But anyway, um, we just started talking and this was my, I was coming up on my first Christmas without my mom. And nope, not my first Christmas. This was going to be my, might've been my first or my second but holidays for me are tough because me and my mom was the only my mom was the only person I exchanged gifts with. And so she was like, yo, like you want to do a gift exchange? You know, I know what the holidays are for you. This is in third, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, cool. She came up, we hung out, and I ended up asking her out the beginning of the year, which was 2022. I asked her out. Um, and she accepted. So we started dating and I actually got in two car wrecks within a month. I lost control of my first car, which shook me up. And then a month later, I got hit by a drunk driver. So 
that moment, I was like, yo, like, it was really like a, like a light, like, yo, like, I proposed to her because I was like, yo, I could have died. Like, I know how I feel about you and I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Like, and come to find out, she had already bought me a ring that I didn't know about. So she ended up proposing to me after I proposed to her. Um, but she is amazing. She accepts me for who I am. I'm actually the first man she's ever been with in her life. Like, she's always been with women. Like, never been with a man, never, no type of form of a man. And so that right there was like, you accept me for me, you love me, you support me. And I can't talk about her without, or express how I feel about her without crying. And that's just, that. that's my world. Like that. that's, that's my light. That's my support. That's my best friend. So that is how we met. <laughs> okay. That, that makes me want to ask a question of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's hold on, I'm trying. We try to park. Yes, turn right here and park right behind. Uh, right there. Okay, that's not my question. My question is that uh, makes me think about life and regrets and stuff like that. And I feel like mm. being part of this community and following through. That's one way to prevent regrets. Do you see anything that that might you might want to do or might need to be done to like prevent any further regrets? Anything else that might be standing in your way or anything like that? Not really. I don't, for me, it's like, what's going to happen is going to happen. What's supposed to happen is going to happen. You know, I never really sit and dwell on the word regret. You know, I just, I make the choices that I, I feel that I should be making. And if it's the wrong choice, God going to show me stuff, you know, so okay. I don't really. Um, okay. The reason why I'm bringing that up, I was trying to bring it back to activism and advocacy because like we constantly need that on a daily basis because like mm -hmm. I said they're trying to eradicate us um, yeah what to these people after we know about them after them coming out the closets and all of them yeah. uh, uh having their secrets exposed um all that we know what we know now do you what do you have to say to the uh policymakers lawmakers not uh, both republican and democrat who are anti-lgbtq and uh, such do you have anything that you want to say to them? Or else a message? Like, we not going nowhere. Mm. Right. That's that that pretty much what sums it up. Like, no matter what kind of law, like we are here, we exist. We not going nowhere. We here, like, that's, baby. That's the, only, that's the only way I can put it. Like, we exist. We're human. You know. We're not going nowhere, no matter what you try to do, whatever y'all do. And I think that's another reason why, honestly, I think that's why it's hard for me to kind of really fall into the politics as deep. You know, I don't, you know, everybody got their own thing or what they do, but I think that's why I don't really dwell in it as much as because, like, bro, we're not going nowhere. Hell, we was here before them. <laughs> <laughs> we not going we we not going nowhere. It's it's too. It's not. You know, back then, you know, a lot of people stayed in the closet and they was hiding who they was. Now, it's like a hundred times people are, and I think that's that's why they're getting so upset. Is because people are starting to be more visible with themselves and 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 who they are. So it's like you can keep track, but we not going nowhere. This not the sixties and the fifties where people are so scared to come out. I mean, you still got some that are, but now. We're not going nowhere. That, that's the Nobody only thing. Stone them. 
<laughs> that's the only way I can sum it up. We are not going anywhere. That's just like for me, like you know, at one point, and now y'all try to get rid of black people. Mm. Where we going? Where are we going? No way. We are here. Hell, even if they do somehow get rid of all the people who are darker skin tone, so that they're what's next? They're gonna start going after people who have dark ancestry. Then who's gonna be left? Well, even, like who, who that's even they, gonna, they get rid of all the gay people, then they're gonna get rid of all the people and who I, suspect to be to be gay. Who's gonna be, and I no, hate there's no end game to that. There's literally no end game. And I, I, I hate I hate when I, I watch videos and I, I can't I can't remember the lady's name off the top of my head. I know she she's it's the it's a white lady. She got the short gray hair. She wear glasses. I've seen her. Um, I've seen a. I can't think of that lady name for nothing. But even white people, you have some type of percentage of black in you. Mm-hmm. You have a percentage of black in you. So again, that's just like when people try to, you know, this racism and, and and trying to get rid of blacks. It's the same way with us. We not we here. Because, you know, back then, you know, as, as African-Americans, they were scared to, you know, buck up at the white man and, and, and sit in fear. Now, try it now. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's, it's the same way with us. We not going nowhere. And that's all I can say on it. Like, y'all can keep trying. Y'all can make. It's too many people with their feet on the ground. And too, and we, we have the support. All right. You know, everybody gets us. You got it. You got non-trans people that that support us, so it's like we we not going nowhere. Bro. Y'all can try to do everything y'all want to do, and and whatever laws y'all trying to pass, y'all that man we not going. That's all I got to say. All right, I got uh, three questions for you. The first question okay. is: Do you have a faith or a religion? I do. Um, I'm I was born Christian, you know. Um, still, you know, I I believe in God. I'm more of a as I've gotten older, and I think after losing my mom, I became more of a spiritual person. Um, you know, I believe in energy and you know stuff like that. But I always have been a you know a man of God. All right. Next question is: Do you have a favorite memory uh, during your journey uh, transitioning so far? Uh, I think my favorite memory is surgery. Um, I actually did it backwards. I had surgery first before I got on hormones because I was still kind of contemplating on whether I want to do the hormones or not. I felt like, you know, if I get the surgery, I think I'll be happy. But just waking up, like, you know, even going under, I wasn't nervous. I just felt like um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is the path that I'm supposed to be taking. So just waking up. And just knowing that I, I've done it and just doing this, I just felt like Ico. I, I felt like I could breathe. So I, I would say that was my biggest, my biggest and happiest moment. Was well, mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in the next five years from now? Like, what do you see? How do you think this is going to go? Actually, I want to be on bigger platforms. Um, For me, it's more of a given my trans community to the visibility, you know, that's why I started doing, um, I started doing trans threads on Facebook like two years ago. And I'm actually working on putting out a, a trans man calendar for 2024. So Ooh. it's just, yeah. So I we're working that. on that. that yeah. Dope. And I, I, I had the women come at me about it too. And I'm like, y'all give me time, Ooh. baby Ooh. steps. Cause I tried Ooh. to do the. Can I be Miss July? <laughs> so, um, Oh, so uh -huh. I want to um, 
ask you a, a couple a couple big like broad questions if you don't mind mm -hmm. yeah, um, so we talked a little bit ago about like five years or whatever but like realistically i want to find out like if there's like you had infinite budget no no like stipulations what kind of gesture would you make that you that like you think you could put your whole heart soul behind is there like a project that like perfect world that you would be able to set up that would speak to everything about who you are or like something that you could really put yourself behind that says this is this is who we are as trans people this is who i am as a trans man and this is my art that's a good question um i'm actually doing well i have a project now but i won't really consider it as like towards the um towards the trans community is just trying to help people overall. Um, and I do it through sneakers. Um, I take sneakers that are unwanted that people don't, you know, trash, get rid of. I revamp them into something new. It's something about taking something that's so trashed up that people don't want and making it into something new that somebody can use. Um, but if I had the money, like, Oh man, that's a good question. I don't even think I really thought about it like that. It's so much that I've always wanted to do, but you know, money make the world go around. Um God. I'm gonna have to come back to you. Know, you got me thinking on that one. I never thought about it. I like to do that. I like to I do that. Uh let me ask my 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 last like big question then. Um so with the statement of like we're already we're we've always been here right trans mm -hmm. people queer people we've always been here we're not going anywhere um mm -hmm. what kind of statement would you make towards the trans or trans people the queer people gay people who are watching as our kind of legislature our laws are moving in a direction of erasing our identities and trying mm -hmm. to push us into the shadows. Mm -hmm. What statement would you make to them to remind them that this is temporary and that we will win out? Mm -hmm. For me, um, it's honestly, keep, keep walking in your truth. Like, don't stop being you because when you stop being who you are and when you hide, you letting them win. You know, keep... Keep being you. Remember how far and how long it took you to get to where you are right now, because a lot of us struggle with that. A lot of us, you know, had to really sit in and, and, and dwell on, you know, do I want to make this choice or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, don't stop being yourself. Keep living in your truth. Do not let this stop you. Like, in life, you're going to always be, barriers are always going to be thrown in front of you. Just because something is thrown in front of you to block you, don't let it. Find a way to move around it. Don't stop. Because when you stop, you letting you letting it win. Whatever it is that's whatever it is that's trying to stop you from doing what you're doing and whatever it is that's trying to stop you from being yourself, once you stop, they won. So keep moving, keep pushing. Don't let this stop you from being who you are. You know, because life is short. Life is life is so short. And I and I say this because I've 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 been through it. I I, I go through it. Like life is too short. And a quote that I always use, 
especially when I vlog, like if it's not hurting you or harming others, do what makes you happy. So you being you and you're waking up to what makes you happy. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, don't let nothing stop that from taking that happiness away from you. No matter how hard they try. It's temporary. All, all storms are temporary. The biggest, the biggest challenge is getting through the storm and not drowning in it. You got to keep going till you get to the sunlight because storms don't always last. Really quick, I have uh, just about two questions and then we are, um, I just want to get uh, Brandy really quick or uh, Salamander, you have to step away. I know that you've got a parade and the flag to carry, so. Yes, we are late for the parade, but I think the parade is also late, so there. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Salamander, sorry. <laughs> Salamander Brandy, thank you so much for being here with us today as our guest co-host. It's been an absolute pleasure. Of course. Hey, uh, speaking of which, please pick up the latest issue of Focus Magazine. Like, we made some more poems. I hope y'all enjoy it. So okay. there we go. Awesome. All right, I love y'all. Love you. <laughs> love you, Salamander. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Oh, shit. I fucked up. Where's the button? There we go. Don't worry. We'll edit that out. It'll look nice and neat. I'll put that in the funnies. I'll put that in the funnies. So, um, so, so, Aiko, can you reflect on like a, a memory that that that's that stands out to you in your journey or in your life in its total in total? Life? I don't know what I'm trying to say with that question. Sorry. Do you have a memory that stands out to you that that is meaningful that you cherish moving through your life that helps you get through? Um, the biggest thing, um. This was this was like a couple of years before I transitioned. Um, me and my mom, I went to go visit my mom, and, you know, she was in the kitchen how she always is. And I was just sitting there on my phone or something, and she was like, you a strong person. And I stopped because, like, what you talking about? She's like, you a strong person. And I was like, mom, what you mean? She was like, no matter how tough something is, you don't back out. You get through it until it passes. Like, you're a very strong person. And I didn't really think about that conversation until after she passed. And I think that's what helps me get through a lot of a lot of things that are, you know, kind of hard on me if I'm like really going through a moment that, you know, I am a strong person. And that again, you know, it's temporary and I just sit in whatever I need to sit in for 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 me to get through it because God is taking me through it for a reason. You know, everything in life is for a reason, no matter how bad it is or how it, it, God will put you through everything. You go through things for a reason. It's just all you willing to learn from. Let me ask you, uh, let me ask you this, Aika, you've brought up, you've brought up somebody um, that I've, I've often heard in today's conversation that I'm curious about. And that is God. Do you have a definition to what God is to you? Um, for me, and it's crazy because I believe in God, you know, I don't, I grew up, you know, in the church. It's just, you know, when it comes to the Bible part of it, I don't really, I kind of be thrilled with. Um, but for me, again, I think that's where it comes into the spiritual standpoint of that, that, that's, that's the higher power to me. Like, I feel it. I feel 
I feel that spirit within me, not saying, oh, God is a man or God is a woman, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I know there is one, but it's because it's something that I feel within myself. You know, when I'm having that moment of I want to cry or I'm, I'm feeling, you know, whatever, and I play music, especially if I play like mostly gospel music, I don't, I'm not one of those that's yelling and da, da, da. I'm not really big on, on praying. It's a feeling, you know, I, I feel that spirit of God in me when I'm able to listen to the music and when the tears start to flow, I feel that's God's way of moving through me, you know? So it's not that I'm saying, oh, God isn't, it's not an image for me. It's more of a spiritual, it's more of a feeling. It's something that, that I feel with inside myself. And I look at, you know, the the life that I've been through, I've been through some things that I probably shouldn't even be here, you know? But again, I, I sit back and when I think about growing up, um, you know, being bullied and, and, and being picked on versus now in my adult stage that I deal with it, you know, people online, it's easy for me to look past and then just whatever. Because I've God has put me through that as a child. You know, to where I sat and cried to my mom or, you know, why such and such picking on me or why such and such don't like me versus now, if I didn't go through that, if God didn't put me through that, I wouldn't be able to get through it now. You know, I would be sitting here crying and, oh, why such and such don't like me? Why they don't accept me? I don't care. I've already been through that part of my life to where I know how to keep walking. You know, so God, for me, is more of a spirit. It's, it's a feeling for me. And again, you know, I've been through things that I, sh I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't be talking to you right now. I should be in a box. And I'm not. I'm not, you know, because I've. it took me a while to, you know, go through things and, and ignore signs and, and stuff like that versus now. And I, I found it's nobody but God, man. It's nobody but God. I don't I don't push my religion on people. You know, you believe in what you believe in. All I can do is respect that I will never, oh, you need to do this and you need to do this. That's, that's not my place. You know what I'm saying? I can just share with you who my religion and how I feel about it. I would never push it on anybody. You know, it's just, that's just who I am. That's how I go am. That's how I was raised. That's how I feel. You know, now at one point growing up, you know, I grew up in the church and, you know, all this other stuff. I was in that point of my life of, it ain't no God. Like, if it's a God, why I'm going through this? Why I'm doing through that? Why he take, he don't love me. That ain't no, if God loved me, why I'm going through all this stuff? You know, I did have that point in my life. I, I went through it, you know, and I didn't, I didn't share it with, you know, my parents and, you know, my aunt that, that brought me up in the church. It was just something that Ico had to figure out on his own. So we move forward and and we step away from this conversation and go back into the world. What mm -hmm. is um how you know, considering all that we're going through right now, the the legislation, the the transphobic people on the internet, just the onslaught of just absolute like terror towards our community, what 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 do we do going forward to try to get to a point where we, we can begin to get to a better place? Honestly, that's like, man, we 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 just gotta continue to fight, man. Like, we we won't get anywhere if we don't stand up, you know. And for me, again, it's like I'm not, again, like I say, I try to listen to as much as I can when I can, you know. I don't like dwell into it too much because I know it's people, it's people that's in place to do that work. You know what I'm saying? I do what I can on my end. I know I can't do everything. I can't go, 
you know, stand in front of the state house. It's a lot of stuff that I'm not able to do, but I know God has people in place to do that, you know, and, you know, I continue to walk and do what I need to do, but I just feel like, man, we, we, we got to keep going. We cannot stop. Like we have come so far, even as a, as a LGBTQ plus community period, we have came so far, you know? So I, for me, it's just like, we, we got to keep moving. Like we cannot stop no matter how hard it gets. We, we just got to keep going. However we can do it, you know, whatever you're able to do, do it, you know? So for me, that's like, like, don't stop, like keep going. Don't stop. Cause the minute we stop, we will fail. However you can move. Everybody can't move how, you know, other people move. So even for me, if it's, you know, offering my services to whatever event or whatever rally or, you know, whatever, if that's something, if, if I can do that, I'm going to do that. You know, I can't do what I know I can't do. So however I can do it and whatever God put me in position to do it to help fight, then I'm, I'm here, you know, but we just, we just got to keep going, man. We can't stop. Well, Ico, thank you so much. Uh, Ocean, will you stand for just a second before we all hop off? Absolutely not. I'm leaving right now. No, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me. Hey, thanks, Ico. You take care. Right. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. So, can I be Mr. Lie? <laughs> I got you. We're going to talk about it. Okay, okay. But yeah, the next five years, like, I just... <laughs> but the next five years, I, I just really see myself bringing us in the community visibility. You know, we don't get a lot of chances to do certain things, and I want to be the person that, you know, puts them in the spotlight. Fuck yeah. No, sorry. Awesome. For real, for real. I'd love to hear that. You know, having a monthly reminder and, you know, having a monthly. That's sexy, too, because, like, everybody loves calendars. Everybody can do yeah. a fancy. I love that. Like I said, I hope I can be Miss July. I got Please. you. <laughs> Score! Hey everyone, if you like this episode of the Trans Narrative Podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and follow. More importantly, share with your friends. Today's episode was recorded on March 11th, 2023 via Zoom. Today's show was co-hosted by Caroline Penny, Cynthia Grace, and Ocean Kane, with guest co-host Salamander Brandy. Today's guest was Ico Finesse. This episode was edited and produced by Caroline Penny. Research provided by Athena Permacus. Music provided by Infraction Music titled Goodbye. Capturing the narrative segment brought to you by Cynthia Grace. Capturing narrative segment music and the music you hear now are produced by Athena Permacus. This episode of the Trans Narrative Podcast was brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to upload a podcast, now known as Podcasters for Spotify. Thank you for supporting this show. For more details about this episode, go to the description link below. Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscription for exclusive content available. Be sure to go to anchor.fm slash transnarrative to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly, Wednesday and Saturday, 11 a.m., 11 p.m. respectively. If you'd like to reach out to learn more, be a guest, or are looking to get involved with the show or your community, email us at transnarrativepodcast at gmail.com. That's transnarrativepodcast at gmail.com.